Welcome to the NAACP podcast where we educate, debate, and grow. Make sure you are in the know. My name is Betty Miller and I am the co-president and co-host of the NAACP. My name is Shelby Briggs and I am the co-president of the NAACP as well. My name is Michael Sweeney and I am the vice president of the NAACP. My name is Jada Morgan and I am the historical chair for the NAACP. And we have two special guests here with us today. I'll let you all introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Brian Jones, uh, political science pre-law major, minor in African American studies, uh, OU alumnus, class of 2020. Um, I am Mylon Jackson. I'm a comm studies major, and I am a fourth year senior here at OU. So now that we have introduced our guest we are talking about the relationship between black men and black women so i have some posts that we are going to read and you know talk about so the first post goes as follows so this is a woman who tweeted this she said that men will tweet quote quotation marks protect black woman, in quotation marks, fresh off of cheating on one, fresh off of gaslighting one, fresh off of making us the butt of your jokes, protect black woman means more than just physical safety. Get hip quickly. That's the first one. The second one is <laughs> after Breonna Taylor verdict, men, colon, we must protect black woman. Tory Lane saying that he's going live. Those same men, well, let's hear what he has to say. And then the last one, and I feel like this might have some controversy, is this is woman, a black woman as well. She says that black men need to stop tolerating disrespect from black women. No black woman respects beta men. Uh, many refuse to admit it, but we like to be put in our place. This is the truth. This is somebody commenting on that says this is the truth it's time for black women to fall in line because black men are the only ones who can restore the black society they are the leaders so taking all those three um posts in mind what does what does that tell you about our relationship i'll say twitter is toxic as hell <laughs> bro Damn. yeah i would i would say that twitter kind of like yeah. enhances the level of strained i don't think it's this strained in real life i don't think there's this much like animosity building between the sexes and day-to-day -day conversation i think it's really on the internet mm. i just think because everyone's gotten a voice and opinion so it's like if you if you want to say something you can do it in less than five seconds and everyone's going to see it so it's like back in the day when there's no social media there was probably those outliers but like you know well how are they going to say it? no one fucks with them yeah, I can tweet some crazy shit right now. Yeah, yeah. But um, on the topic of, like, uh, Black men being a little selective with their uh, feelings about protecting Black women, I would say that those two tweets have points. Those two tweets were coming from somewhere because there is this disconnect between, um, like, rhetoric and action for a lot of people. And that is an issue in the sense that I, I personally believe, as an individual, you can only um, write affect your environment so much and 90% of that is through your actions and words. 
So it's very important to be cognizant of what you're saying and what you're doing and how that, um, like how that reads and what that kind of, what you're perpetuating or stopping with your actions and words. I think Twitter just really highlights like the internal issues within the black community between men and women. And it's just, it's kind of ridiculous because you do see it where it's like, you have to meet the certain criteria in order to be protected um, in society. It's like, okay, I'll protect you if you got this, if you're this, if you're that, like, you know, we're talking about protecting black women. We're excluding people who are trans women. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's all the exclusions that happen. And the biggest thing that's really concerning to me is how the girl replied saying that it's men who need to lead. And I think that was just an interesting statement because a lot of times when things are happening, the person who's at the front leading is a black woman. I was gonna say, aren't black women the most educated people in the country, like college educated? That's a question, I don't know. I've seen, I've seen that statistic. I think so, yeah. yeah. So when they necessarily like take the forefront and be the leaders, like I just think that that, like that last tweet just contradicted everything in a yeah. sense, you know? And I feel like it's, Betty brings this up a lot. I think that type of comment is the whole idea where it's like trying to model ourselves after white, white people. people and the way they structure their household. Like it's not the same at all. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I think there's an over-reliance on gender roles in society, period. And I think that's holding Black people a lot of back, a lot, just back in a lot of ways because men have this desire to be like submitted to, but like, what are you doing in order to be somebody worth submitting to? Or I don't know. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> like, 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 I don't know. I don't know anybody who can build a house. I don't know that many people who have gone to war, but they want the same type of treatment that like people who like people who had who were running single income homes were or had built their homes with their bare hands or made sure there was like you want to be submitted to and you're like 20 you work at Best Buy no I do think that is a problem I feel like I don't know why well I do know why but it's like men feel like in order to be manly like they have to leave and it's like, it doesn't have to work like that. Like, it can be a partnership. Don't get me wrong. I do know it's some woman in general, at least, not just a black woman. And that's a stereotype that we need to get rid of, that not only black women emasculate men. All ethnicities, I'm pretty sure a woman has emasculated a man. So just to say that, but I think that... um you know, it is some women who do emasculate men, but you have to think, like, what do you consider as, you know, mad or considered to be manly? Like, if you need to be, like, if you see yourself trying to be the head of the household or you need to run everything that you do or you need to run and you have to be a part of everything that your significant other does, you need to reevaluate what you think it means to be a man because that's not what it is. I also have a question because I feel like we often have these conversations about, um, men like women emasculating black women emasculating black men and so just for context of the conversation can somebody give like a quick definition or example of what what that would be 
emasculating a man goes back to the tropes that was created about black women a long time ago. So like with the sapphire image, really, when um, she was made to emasculate uh, black men, she was, you know, what, I mean, they would show like cartoons of the black woman being so much bigger than a black man and, you know, basically mm. running the okay, head okay. of So that's where that stems from. But you really see it in like, let's say, in our TV shows. So if y'all ever watch um, Scandal, uh, How to Get Away with Murder, Being Mary Jane, all those three characters, uh, Medea, all those, all those four characters, they really, you know, portray that sapphire image. So a black woman basically, I don't know, talking down on a black man saying, why don't you make as much as me? Stuff like that where you would see the black, where you would see a man, you know, doing that but a woman is doing that so that and she and a woman talks down on her men or on her men that's what i would consider as emasculating mm -hmm. the thing that we mess up with is when a black woman tries to keep it real and build you up and she calls you on your stuff and then you you consider that emasculating now yeah. that's my problem and that's where it gets lost at you know me personally I got a question though, for real. Like, do you think it's our business what goes on between someone's relationship? Like, if the woman is someone who takes charge in situations, probably is the loud is louder than the husband. You know, I think it's okay if that happens. Like, I don't really think that there's an issue with it because at the end of the day, it's like if it works for them, why is it bothering us? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying it out loud. Like, I feel like sometimes we just try to like look at look at for things that could be issues and i just don't see like that as a like a general issue it's like people's homes are private for a reason it's like whatever they do behind it probably works better what's what you got going on in your life you know what i mean so it's like why are you trying to butt into it um that was just me thinking. i get what you're i get what you're saying i mean it just i think it just depends on the relationship um i was just i just seen something about <clears throat> some submissive relationship where he um basically he tr he treated her like a child and had things on the walls that were saying like if you disobey me this is your consequence so he would make her like write a sentence 10 pages worth about why i should be a submissive wife and why i should do this and then he would give her bankings and it would be like that like it's a that sounds like a fetish. I know, that's like manipulation, <laughs> yeah. bro. That's not like, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. But I think that's, that's back to what Mylon said, like, it's, because even like in religion, like I know my family, like the Bible talks about being a submissive wife and things like that. But again, what am I submitting to? And like, it's fine, but it's about how we like have those gender norms in our relationship. But I, but I think submissiveness is like, I don't necessarily mean, I think that when you submit to someone, I, I feel like that's a, a certain level of trust. Going back to what Mylon was talking about with like a clear definition of like what emasculation looks like. When I hear that, like I kind of internalize it as like a woman trying to like recreate like negative, like patriarchal, like not tropes, but like characteristics. So like, trying to like when like emotionally like emotionally or like physically manipulate me where they would be if you talking down on me that you make more bread than I do 
I feel like in real life, like it's a partnership. A relationship is like a partnership. And like in the partnership, sometimes it's it's natural for certain people to lead and certain people necessarily to submit or to not necessarily to follow, but but kind of follow and submit. So I feel like I don't know. I feel like submissiveness isn't necessarily I feel like it's almost a part of having a relationship. Yeah. I feel like I agree with that. I think there are different situations and it doesn't always have to be the woman either. Like Exactly. Men can definitely submit in some ways to a relationship. That's what a relationship is. It's common. Mm-hmm. So, um I agree with that for sure. I would almost yeah. even say that like a lot of this submissiveness thing and these, these I know Betty's mad, mad at this because we're going to clock, but uh, a lot of this, <laughs> this submissiveness stuff and this like uh, men being like the leader of a household thing comes from like these uh, Judeo-Christian Christian values that have been imparted on the black households by uh, the white influences. And I think that um, being able to shirk those or learning how to uh, structure your family without using that as a base might actually be better for black families in the long run just because we're already at an economic disadvantage to the point where it's going to be more proactive to wealth building and like actual tangible change to like function on two income households or multiple income households rather than just trying to function off the like the bread off of one career just because you feel like you're being emasculated if you're a significant other is making more money than you just to piggyback off of what Miley said, I mean, we've never been in a situation where we could depend on one income, ever. So it's like, this is not nothing new. Um, so having two incomes, you know, is was always needed in the Black community. But to segue into our next, um, our next slash topic. Um, so basically, the Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez incident. I want thoughts, comments everything that you all found with this with this incident because i think this speaks volumes with our relationship and speaks with to the um to the tweet that i just the one of the tweets that i just read about our protecting black women so just thoughts comments on that i think the toy lanes made the stadium situation was a prime example of massage noir and the fact that if he would have shot kylie jenner uh toy lanes would have been like like shot in the street within the next seven days but since it was Meg Thee Stallion somebody who um is in charge of her own sexuality and is a is an, a, a force of her own I think there was a lot of leeway given and people were even willing to hear what Tory Lanez had to say about shooting someone who didn't like <laughs> who, who was like walking away from him who wasn't putting his life in danger was also a woman so I think it's just how society as a whole and even black, like uh, black communities especially value their women women are undervalued in society across the board but there's no way he could have shot a white woman like that and then continue to just like be okay for as long as he was and put out an album yeah i also think it's like it highlights how much i think we do not really think about domestic violence because it's like at the end of the day he did like almost kill a woman and it's like you still have kids out there saying that like this isn't a big deal and it's like i just think we're so caught up with the limelight of everything we do we do forget that this is like a man actually putting hands on a woman basically and regardless of the celebratory status that still sends out a lot of the wrong messages because it's like people look up to tory lane so 
I just think it shows that I think we still got a lot to do and define what like domestic violence is and what it means to be able to like confront someone without getting, you know, aggressive. Cause I feel like we still got like work that out with between men trying to make sure that, you know, you don't have to be violent to end your solutions. Cause that still like happens a lot, which is trash. I think the concerning thing for me was the lack of sympathy for Meg just because like i mean yeah we weren't there we don't know all of the story but at the end of the day she was shot and the fact that people were trying to say oh you weren't shot like she had to post her wounds just to prove it and people still saying like you're you faked it like it's a really traumatic thing that someone experienced like she it could have been way worse like she's lucky that it didn't hit anything like tendons or anything like that so like even them trying to say well he saw like saying he saw her print and that's why he shot her like making her seem manly and then everyone talking about him like him being weak like it's like you're missing the 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 issue in the situation because you want to put all these jokes on a serious life-threatening situation yeah i completely agree with that like it's just it's kind of sad to see like the, how badly like the memification of just about everything that happens in real life has become like everything gotta be a joke and i agree like it's kind of it sucks because like granted we we know only it was four or five people was in the car. So only certain a handful of people know it actually what actually what like happened that night. <clears throat> but I feel like we know enough to where like you can have the decency to just be in support of Megan because like this is a person that was we know was hurt. Like it's it's a fact that she was shot. It's a fact that she was shot multiple times. It's a fact that there was only one nigga in the car with a gun <laughs> and see what one of them. So like oh no I. To me, it was just personally. I feel like he. It was just corny, like the whole thing, just mad corny. Uh, I think just in general, it was just in poor taste. Regardless of like if you innocent or whatever, I know that is that's yet to be proven. But uh, I just felt like that album was just in really poor taste. And then like the content of it, I have, I personally, I haven't got a chance to listen to. It. I don't plan on listening to it, but I listen to. It. I watch like everyday struggle with. It. Mm-hmm. I watched like a little shit like that, and they've been talking about it. And apparently, like you really talking, like you ain't do shit. Like you calling her a liar. Like you ain't even like that's fucked up. Like that's bad fucked up to me. Mm-hmm. I think um my bad. I was just gonna highlight what Shelby said, and like we really see the defeminization of Megan. So all these stories and the memification that Brian was talking about. Um, people saying, well, Megan was probably you know. They made that um, story that Megan was jealous of Kylie, and then <laughs> but that that is just hilarious. Just <laughs> done it out there. That is hilarious. But for that Megan was jealous of Kylie, and then she started putting his uh, her hands on Tori, and then he had um, he had no other choice and stuff like that. And I'm like, that is you know ridiculous because just like Milo said, if that was Kylie who got shot. Oh, man, he would have been locked up. He would have been in prison. And the thing was that he started running his mouth first. Like, this didn't even have to be what it had to be. But you started running that yap. And you so-called 
street hood and you drop that album like you are a corny dude you're corny <laughs> go off then go off, go we, off. Need, we need a corny button there just needs to be corny oh, button <laughs> gawky of the day man for real i think you should be i think being that corny you should be tried in a court of law i think that should be added to the charges for being shot is just the immediate corniness that he exhibited that should be used as evidence I want to see why. I want to like. I want to know why he did it, though. It's like it's obvious he did it, but I want to know why. Like, what yeah. would make you? I know he's five three, but like, I want to know what made you shoot a woman. Like, I don't even care I why you did it. Care bro. about that? I don't want to hear. Wanna I don't want to. I don't want to hear from Tory Lanez. I don't want to hear about Tory Lanez. I want Tory Lanez. I don't, I'm. I'm. I'm basically an abolitionist. I don't think the prison <laughs> system has any like benefits or adds any value to society as it currently stands. But I think Tory Lanez's ass needs to be in jail if he's running around shooting people. No, I agree. I just want to yeah. know like what goes through your head because it's like you both are celebrities. You are both in Hollywood Hills. It's like one of the most affluent neighborhoods in California. You are both black, and like that's not going to go where you fire off a gun in a white neighborhood. So I just like I want to know why he did that. Like why was that? His he story? said he was drunk. Right, he like you can't be off the hand and shoot a gun, like bro. He was on crazy, but bro, it, like real shit, like that shit happens though. Like niggas is just too turnt. I, but it was just, like, but just be man enough to just say that. Like, why you gotta come out here and go, mm-hmm. like, you do all this extra stuff? Like, if you was just two t, like, hey, you shouldn't, you, you don't need to be doing whatever, whatever you was doing that night. You need to stop yeah. doing that stuff, like, ASAP. B, bro, like. You could like it, I just feel like it was so many it was so many ways bro could have went about this situation and he took like the absolute worst like yo you I, said you watch Everyday Struggle Brian yeah that's my shit bro bro shit. did you see that episode when they was talking about I was like why did he have a gun like why not his security team <laughs> yeah, have a gun? Like, you know what I'm saying like why this nigga got a gun just, what are you doing bro like like, like he just said like y'all in hollywood hills bro yeah. like, who is running down who running down on you no like, one's gonna you hold like, the why do you need to be there? like you're, you're safe you're safe you are in the whitest of like wealthiest neighborhoods nigga no one's gonna bop on you like what is like i just <laughs> oh that's messy this came but from niggas be corny, it gotta have a strap so if a dude said that he believes in protecting black women but he said that. But he also says that um, he, they need to hear Tori's side of the story, and we can't believe Megan. Do you think that he still believes in protecting black women? Nah, he's with he the can, hashtag. I feel like he can believe what he wants. I feel like he can believe that to himself. But I feel like his words and his actions don't match. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some cognitive dissonance going on, and he needs to read more, maybe. Oh, I, bro, I just, I just want to add <laughs> real quick. Um, there's so many different layers about this situation that really just did not sit right with me. And you've already covered most of them. But the other thing is that, like, when the story broke, if y'all remember, Meg refused to say anything about who shot her. All she said was was that she was shot, right? Yeah. They had, like, there were helicopters flying overhead. Like, the police were on it. And she definitely could have got that man put under the jail immediately but she didn't because she understands and she even expressed her fear of like the police in general like she was she played it perfect low-key because she was doing what she had to do she did that she was following that code of not like letting the police know anything like 
Exactly. And yet he was still he was still trying and to twist yet, the story. And yet Tori yeah. still called her a liar. Yeah. That's insane. Like I I just oh there's this Are people use there's this people um, use that as ammo to discredit her. Bro, there's this idea going around on Twitter of like black women shedding a cape, and this situation specifically is kind of like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking off that cape. I'm not, I won't like stand up for you if this is what you're going to do to me in return, like directly in return. But for real though, I do appreciate this situation because I think it has opened my eyes at least because I feel like I've learned a lot more truth when it comes to like just how loyal black women are. Like regardless of um the situation, I just it's, it's crazy, KJ, that you brought that up because I totally forgot that like she did she actually did like hold her tongue and she didn't have to. So I don't know. I think this is I think it was a good like lesson though for at least our generation because we see two high celebratorial black um people probably uh go through situations that like you know civilians go through but they don't get highlighted because they're civilians. With that, I think we're going to segue into the next combo. So, how has the matriarchy impacted the relationship between the Black man and the Black woman? Can you define matriarchy? So, um, basically what goes through my head when I think about matriarchy, what was established with slavery. So, when a family was separated, the kids would go with the woman. So, with that being said, I feel like that has already, like that established the matriarchy. And then you see black women not having men present due to black men being locked up more frequently when you had the mass lock up after um, we were set free-ish. You have black men being targeted <laughs> um, with lynchings and things like this and then you just have some black men who are not present in the household so this kind of established that matriarchy in the black community setting women basically, at the, black of the women household. running the household yeah. basically basically just black women running the household but that's just the historical essence that i see it as so just how has that impacted the uh the relationship between black men and black women. I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier, um, or I think it was you that was saying it earlier, that um, we've kind of, because we grew up in America, we kind of base ideas of family off of the American dream family, right? Which is a male dominated household. The male goes to work and the woman stays at home, takes care of the kids, takes care of the house, cooks, cleans, whole shebang, right? Um, I think there is a bit of resentment from both black men and both and black women, um, black women for having to take on this mantle of holding the household and black men for, I don't know, I guess like not being able to attain that status of like the dominant male, mm -hmm. even though it's not necessarily, it's not always his fault like it's like you were just saying you gave a lot of historical context to it it's a societal thing it's um it's job discrimination it's mass incarceration it's um just the way welfare is set up it's the way it's a whole lot of stuff right. so i don't know 
I would I would say that I think that this has a big impact on our relationship because when we think about our first relationship with somebody who is of the same sex and opposite sex of us that is our parents so the a black girl's first relationship with a man is supposed to be her father Mm. right Mm. and a black boy's first relationship with a woman is supposed to be his mother so when that father and this is what i'm 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 gonna talk about the father aspect so when that father is not present you know it doesn't give that development with the first black man you're supposed to you know the the first black man that you're supposed to develop a relationship with so we see that black men aren't being taught how to be a black man and nobody can teach a black man how to be a black man but a black man right so that relationship is lacking and we see the consequences of that to this day and then you have black women or black girls not having that relationship with you know her father and then you see the impacts of that to this day so with not knowing you know it's i don't know how i would describe it because i won't say that you know black women don't feel or don't know how to go about a relationship with a black man once once it's time but i feel like it's a little more difficult for her because she has never had that type of relationship with a black man not in you know not the same with that but it's like she hasn't had a good relationship with a black man so a black man didn't her father, who was supposed to be there, didn't teach her what you're supposed to look for in a man. And I feel like that's what you need the father in a household for. And I think it's definitely super important to see like uh, people interacting healthily in a romantic relationship for somebody's development to be able to uh, attain and maintain one of those uh, romantic relationships later in their life. It's really hard to conceptualize and perform anything that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And I think for, a lot of like, at least a lot of households that I've seen growing up, they've always been their single mother households, or if it was both parents, um, the mother was still taking on more than required in a sense. Like they're taking on that mother role, but they're still having to, you know, work. I think that's, I don't think that's, um, I don't think that's unique to black households, actually. I think it's super common for uh, women to take on more emotional labor in the household. And then there's just the imbalance of work between men and women in the household generally because uh, women are supposed to take up this like nurturing motherly role rather than splitting that type of work evenly between the pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to push back a little on you, Betty, because I don't necessarily think that's entirely true. Um, I feel like as you get older and as you get into like a dating age, right? The age where you start first becoming interested in anybody really, um, there's a lot of unlearning and relearning that you have to do as you get older in general. I don't think it necessarily, like, so maybe, yeah, at first, like in your first relationship, there is a disconnect because you don't necessarily know how to, conduct yourself in that area but I also don't think that like 
I don't know. Like, I think, I feel like that's something that can definitely be unlearned. I feel like Betty has a point because, um, so anything we're doing, we're like repeating learned behaviors, right? You had to learn this behavior from somewhere. And if you're not getting that type of like uh, socialization or you're not like seeing these relational, relational patterns in your own home, you're going to pick up the, um, you're going to pick up and fill in those holes with whatever you can get your hands on. So you might see it through media representation or your friends' households or like other stuff like that. So, I mean, if you're filling those holes with healthy examples of relationships, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think you can still pursue that, but I think it's the, the safest bet is to have it in the house. And I'm not, I don't think there's anything wrong with a single parent household, actually. I think, it's, I think there's more economic stability within a two-parent household and normally more, and then by extension, more emotional stability. And so I think they're beneficial in that manner. But if you're not like suffering because you have a single parent household, I don't think there's anything wrong with it as long as you're getting some type of support from extended, extended family or you just have a really capable single parent. Let, let me try to break this down. So I feel like with Black, with, and when we're talking about the matriarchy, I feel like more Black women have adjusted to, you know, not having that, well, in my experience, that a lot of Black women have adjusted to not having that father figure in the household and they were still able to, you know, go into relationships. But if you never seen a healthy relationship, then how are you supposed to know what a healthy relationship is? So, yeah, but if I compared it to black men, I feel like when black men don't have a good relationship with their black mother, I feel like that is where you see more of a, and I've, I've noticed this, and I talk with this with professors, it's like when black men don't have a good relationship with their black mother it kind of turns them off from black women whereas when whereas when black women or black uh girls don't have a relationship with their black father it's still a you know they still usually go out and can still be with a black man so you're saying black men without relationships with their mom generally prefer white women not not generally prefer white women they usually have a it's, they usually have a difficult, a more difficult time. So when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking like a Floyd Mayweather, a Fifty Cent. You know, treating oh, just treating women poorly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they could, they could, <laughs> because they did. You know, well, I know Fifty. You know, did go out and say, you know, he prefers other um, exotic women. Uh, you know, exotic women. But I feel like it's it's it. Well, Fifty Cent was mad close with his mom. Oh, really? I, I must. I, I'll probably mix up the two. <laughs> I'll probably mix up the two. I'm thinking like Floyd and uh, I forgot who else. But okay. basically, I know they usually have a difficult time, you know. They, so the foundation. Black woman, because they turned them off because their relationship with their black mother wasn't good. So that immediately turned them off. That usually doesn't happen with black women. And when a father is not present, because usually um, that, that has became the norm, if that makes sense. So wait, hold on. I'm a little confused. We, what, what exactly are we answering? Like, where are we at now? Well, ba basically, because Jada said that she doesn't believe that, you know, Black women have a hard time being in a relationship if, um, doesn't have a hard time being in a relationship if they don't have a connection or if their father isn't present and so i'm uh, saying that I they can, do but i, I think, can I, too. Like, hold on. 
I think I, I don't think that, but that, I think I don't think that situation is only unique to Black women because, like, my sister's Latina, and I would say she probably has had a lot more struggles with my like with our dad, but she still I think seeks out like that sort of in a sense father figure like in her past relationships. So I think it's I think really that's just like a human issue. Like when we have difficulties with our parents or whatnot, you seek it out in other people. When I speak you know? on black women, I'm just saying black women because that's the only thing I have. Uh, yeah. We, you know. Okay. Um, experience with. Yeah, I don't know. I just like, I think I, I'm personally because I don't have like a black sister, so I don't really know. But like, I do see that sort of same like mentality that you guys are talking about within my own sister. So just personalize it, I guess. Anyway. Um, I get what you're saying, Betty. I think like with the relationships, like not having someone present, I think. I think sometimes the dependency of the one relationship you do have kind of can be a little not a little harmful. I guess it just depends on how the relationship is, but like like the whole idea of like being a baby boy and have being like in your having a single mom and that relationship kind of being close where it's like the separation of like okay is this my son or is it getting too comfortable where you're treating me like I'm your man and I do feel like that's a very common thing in the black community to see a lot of men have not an uncomfortable relationship with their mother but with with the mom's absence, love yeah. with the absence of the father I think the son kind of making up the role of the of the, of, the, of, of a significant yeah. other i've seen it and um i've seen it even with like present fathers sons just taking like up a lot of the mother's like time and care for some reason i think it's because of how american society values boys and sons generally um gender reveals being like a super big proponent of that you see you see dads break down because they are having a daughter or something like that so i feel like this maybe it's unnatural connection to or this unnatural or like this fixation on uh the boy son over or the boy child over like uh having a daughter or something can be kind of attributed to just the prevalence of the patriarchy in the american society and how man-centered and man-focused we are but uh, yeah i see what you mean like like the the son being a surrogate uh significant other because there is no man to attribute that attention to and there's that closeness yeah Oh, that 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 most definitely makes sense. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm gonna go and revisit that because I, I'm trying to make it make sense, but bas but basically what I was basically trying to say is that you know having not having a father in the household does impact the relationship between a black a black girl growing up in my opinion but i do feel like and i know this wasn't on the outline but i do feel like when a black man doesn't have a relationship with his black mom that usually i have seen more it's more of a detrimental effect to that black man 
And you say, so when you say not having a relationship, do you mean an absent mother or they're just not uh, like closeness there? An absent mother, a mother who has been dependent on, because I know the, the crack cocaine epidemic. So seeing their mother struggle with that, things of that nature, usually, and not appreciating their mother struggling, what they had to go through. And so when they see a black woman, the only thing that they see is a struggle. So that immediately turns them off. Mm, they see like other women, like exotic women or women that aren't black, as as um as like a key to uh, what's econo accessing economic some type of society. Yes, yes. Yeah, some type of status, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It, that's something that's completely that's super often reiterated in all types of media, super popular media that we put out. That you need to have like a super bad exotic female, exotic female. I'm using the non the nomenclature because I'm trying to mimic that. I, that's not how I speak. Just <laughs> but um right that's that's like you're the shit right oh your girl don't speak any english that's fly bro you clearly have money or you clearly made it out the hood because you're dating all these women who don't look anything like the people that you grew up around or like you're so far removed from what you used to be because now you date this white woman or you date this asian woman you date this latina woman because if you were to date a black woman have you really made it like why would i date a black woman i made it out yeah, yes 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 all right, uh, that is a good segue into our next thing because we got to win over. That's fine though, but how has society, gender norms, and beauty standards impacted the relationship between black men and black women? And this is the last question. It's, it's really messed up because in a, for a very long time, I think longer than, so okay, right now beauty standards are super weird, right? Because we have um, like cell phones and access to the internet. So people, in a way that they haven't been for like the past like four or five, six, seven, eight decades, where popular media is really influencing these standards, have more control. So we're seeing more things like body positivity being super popular, more um, like marginalized body types being seen as attractive and being highlighted. But I think the fetishization of the black man kind of happened before that, right? Where black people or black dudes are like these super. Uh, uh, virile and like sexual like de like deviants almost like this uh, like these beast like uh, animals in the bed and that's att attractive because of the forbidden fruit aspect black women on the other hand had a lot of defeminization due to things like the sapphire stuff due to mammy stereotypes and stuff like that so they had a lot of their womanhood and uh, sexual attractiveness removed and that's why you have like these even now there's still like tons of leftovers from that you see like these tiktoks of these really young dudes being like black girls being being, being and then there's like drums in the back and it's like a cardi sample and then they like scoot to the left and it's a bunch of white women or something because right well, who would want to be with a black woman they're barely women is the is the foundation of the joke so i think it's done a lot it's done beauty standards even like super attractive black women that you would see for a long time like the tyra banks era really resemble white women and then so we're just now starting to do undo a lot of that work. I think it's interesting how like how the beauty norms teeter totter because it's like, okay, we have European standards where kind of black women are trying to be that way, but then uh the beauty standards like it's like white women are fetishizing us. It's like it's it's like depends on who puts the cape on, basically. Like it it doesn't make sense. Like I was gonna say, like I feel like today, shoot, y'all are winning. Like everyone wants big lips, big ass, big boobs, and stuff. Like no, but it's on it's on them, not on Europeans. Women and it's 
not on us. Not when, not yeah. on us. And then it's a situation where it's like when that black person doesn't have those stereotypical black features, then that's another thing where it's like, uh, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know. It's, it's that's confusing as hell. Why are these? Who made these standards up? Is it white men? White people. <laughs> like, I just like, I just like, I feel like, what do y'all think in general? Do you believe in this? Do you like endorse this stuff? It's not even about that. Beauty standards are subconscious. Everybody I think, yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's objective. It's what you believe and like what you make of it. I do, I do think the media does a great job of trying to, you know, muddle that and make us believe certain ways. But it's like I think at the end of the day, like I don't know. I just, I just don't know. I just but, don't believe. I just don't endorse it. Like, how can you endorse all that stuff? It's because you're not even making the decisions you're making. You're so like, you can be like. You'd be like, bro, I'm not trying, like, I'm not subscribing to that. But everything you find, everything you find attractive for a reason. And those things have already been programmed into you before you can even, like, realize it. Yeah, bro. Like, you don't like, why do, y'all, why do I like bad asses, bro? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, the music videos that you I saw Nelly on the Uncut with the debit card way too young. I saw the, I saw the Windows C music video way too young. So you see all these things as you're like developing and going through this stuff and all these stuff reinforces your like um your preferences and all that mm-hmm. so that's when we get into the issue of like these white beauty standards right you see all these white women you see these pretty white women on tv they're on the ads they're in the movies blah 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 blah. you got like you, this is all that you're seeing this is the pinnacle of beauty this is what you're supposed to aspire to and that's doing so much damage to how uh you see and treat people who look just like you or just like your mom or just like your sister and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah. i just want to like like I just always think, how do like especially black men like, you know, get conditioned into believing colorism? Like, did y'all see those videos that was getting shared of that girl uh, that was talking to people at the mall, asking them what do you prefer, like white or black girls? Yeah, it's literally you know it's 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 yeah. every day. Just like turn on the TV or like read a book or like watch a movie or like open a magazine. Yeah. It's or watch a rap video or see like it's just it's every day. It's a ton of stuff. It's not like. It's conditioned. It's, it's conditioned. Yeah. It's just like I, I it's just hard to like take it in and, and like see other people like that look like us actually believing it. That's all I'm Mike saying. Said, for real. It's just Mike weird. said like he said I, I get it, but nigga, I'm different. Like, yeah, It's like also trying to run away from your blackness and your whiteness. Like the idea of like how you see all these celebrities which is crazy to me but all these black celebrities they always end up having a white wife like even the people that you see in media that and i always talk about this but um people that make things for us by us but they don't go home to us right so i think um, I'm, I'm go, ahead. go ahead no go ahead no i just was pointing out examples like 12 years of slave to what uh, for <laughs> Jamie Foxx, um, David David Jamie Foxx had a white girl. He stayed there, white girls. Yes, stayed there, white girls. are all white. Yeah, that's crazy because, like, but bro, if y'all think about it, even the um, the black men who do date black women, all the black women are light skinned or they're like somewhat like what you would call foreign, like. Jay Z, yo, like he talks about in his music about how he likes to fetishize like women that are like high yellow and stuff so it's like it is crazy because now if you think about it like even the people in those highest positions do not date like black women who aren't you know either european looking or fit the standards of like the white man which is crazy right what would you got to say 
Uh, I was just going to say, like, it just kind of goes back, like, kind of just commenting on what Michael said. It kind of just goes back to what uh, Mylon was saying, how, like, we attribute a lot of, like, positive things, success, really, with, like, whiteness. And even if it's, and it's so nuanced, it's so, like, conditioned and deeply embedded in us, you don't even peep it. So you may think, and, uh, you may think you're doing all right. You know what I'm saying? You got a light. You got you. You don't got a white woman, but you got you a light skinned woman. My girl, my girlfriend is beige. You, you feel my me? You may not beige even know right you, now. You may not even know you picked it because of some. You know what I'm saying? There's some deep fetish you don't even know you really had. You know what I'm saying? So I think it speaks to like that's uh that's a that's a that's a kind of a societal issue. Just how of a societal worldview, uh, just how we attribute success with whiteness you know what i'm saying and how that manifests when you see these celebrities that like you said they they got all this bread but they're not doing nothing for what they're not doing nothing for the people that look like them boy they not doing they're not even laying with somebody that looks like them i think on the other sorry <laughs> no go ahead go ahead i think on the other side of that um back to back to what mylon was saying um there's the the like media representations of darker skinned black women is never really positive. Like it's either hypersexual, they're loud, they're the single baby mama. It's it's never like a good thing to associate with black women. So then you get this dichotomy of black women being the most desirable and the least desirable at the same time like good enough to have sex with but not actually good enough to wife mm. that's that's a good point no and it's like just to speak on like how we are conditioned just like go back to our tv shows and like always just peep like whenever something was like dark it was like bad evil even like Both. devil's food cake, like it's black and mm-hmm. angel's food cake is white. You know what I'm saying? Just stuff like that. And it's like, why? It's like we always associate criminality with darker skin or ghettoness with darker skin. And it comes all across the board. You know what I'm saying? Ghetto right. is not synonymous with being black. And it's, uh, it's irritating. And just speaking on like how we are conditioned to like, like, um, bigger butts and uh, you know, bigger bosoms. I can't lie. That's I do like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna hold you up. Like I am conditioned to like that. Don't get me wrong. But on the same side, though, I'm not gonna only talk to women who who have those attributes. Um, conscious enough. One, me personally, if y'all know me, y'all know I love dark skinned women. Mm-hmm. Hands down, Shelby. Shelby can attribute it, but it's like I'm not going to put that irritating image. Or if you don't fit this perfect idealistic body with the big boobs, no stomach, snatched waist, big butt, you know, the slim thick. Like I'm not. That's not what I'm gonna. That's not all I'm gonna date. Yes. I will date a slim thick person, but I date all across the aspect. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the problem with people who date black women. Like you want black women to be a, you want all your black women to look like Megan Thee Stallion. It's not going to happen. I see what you're saying. Because for for you to date a black woman, right? And for you to attain that same level of success or like the same level of up, like 
you're, you're you leveling up as a white woman a white you could date a white woman she could be average she could be okay but you're still leveling up because you're upgrading your proximity to whiteness but when you're dating somebody who's hitting all these tens and all these like societal beauty standards you're leveling up because they're like this like oh my gosh she's so beautiful this is like a truly like a phenomenon like how do you look like this and you're also black that's crazy right so it's turned into more of this this like rather than letting that person just be a woman she's become a spectacle just based on being attracted and truly all success is punctuated by proximity to whiteness right it's like the same type of line the closer that you get to success or like this this general societal approval the closer you become you've gotten to whiteness flat you can't you can't have like true cultural like like this crossover success you can't truly be like fully accepted by the society we currently live in without increasing your proximity to whiteness because we do live in a white supremacist society you can't you can't think about all your favorite black authors the achieved proximity to whiteness all your favorite black musicians they've achieved proximity to whiteness every black artist you know on like uh who's like eating off that shit has achieved proximity to whiteness they've, they've been accepted by the culture I have a all right so so can i ask this and I think this is this is gonna be the question that I end off on, and I want everybody to answer. Oh wait, 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 wait. Yeah, oh, wait, 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 Go ahead, go ahead, Jada. Um, for the men, how does since we've talked a lot about women, how does the beauty standard affect y'all as men? Mm. What you mean? Like, do you feel pressure to look a certain way as a black man? I was no, I don't think that's we. It. No, I don't think so. I think I think that all, all that all delves into insecurities and then what you're comfortable with. Because I feel like society does not tell men to look a certain way. Because you always see very wealthy, unattractive men with very attractive women. So it's like there's more pressure on y'all to look a certain way versus men. Like we can just be the way we are. We're cool. With, with I feel mind. like there's there's some. It's I feel the pressure is in no way the same, right? Especially because me, Michael, and Brian aren't like super aggressively um we're not too far out of just general beauty standards we're not like super ugly people so we don't have to experience a lot of these things <laughs> like i'm not i'm not like an incel like i'm not in the crib like super concerned oh. about about people like but it's true we have the, the, we're like right. living this type of privilege right my yeah, body type don't. isn't super yeah my body type isn't super out of the norm i'm not extremely funny looking all the time so I, I'm, I'm privileged in that manner sometimes i wish i was a little taller and there's some forces that exude that way but like it's nothing compared to being a woman no i think the only thing that like black men at least face individually from black women is that y'all all all, all wants to be thugs like i hands down all want us to be some fucking thugs man i'm hitting the buzzer on that because it's not true it's not that is so true yo bro i'm telling you every girl i talk to in college that's the first thing man so bad Niggas bro. want that to be true so bad. You're choosing wrong. It is true, bro. I'm You're choosing people who don't like you. You're choosing people who don't like you. You're choosing people who don't like you. You need to go look for somebody else. You're choosing people <laughs> I did. Who don't what like they you. want? They want some more thug. I can't do thug, man. You're, you're choosing people. There's, there's, there's tons of black women. There's tons of black women who like nerdy shit. There's tons of black women who watch anime with you. There's tons of black women who play video games with you. Niggas love that shit. Oh, but they still I, want I, you to I, carry that strap I, at the end of the day. I, 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 admit I, I, admit I, I watch admit anime. It, bro. I'm good at class. Like, I would like to read no. these books. Black women don't like me is every nigga's favorite excuse to date a white woman. And it's not true. It's not true at all. Hold on. That's everybody's favorite excuse, bro. I'm not I'm not thug enough, bro. Black women don't like me. That's everybody's favorite excuse. It's not true. It's not true. You're capping. It's big. Brian, you I'm like, I need Brian to get in on this. When I was in middle school, when I was in middle school, I thought the same uh, thing because I grew up. Like I, like I, I stopped being like a kid. I was like, well, I need to clearly. Go ahead. Uh, 
I would say, I would say that they, I think they do impact men. I think that those, oh. those impacts just manifest differently for a lot of men. I think for us, it's a lot of like internal insecurities to kind of like, uh, you just feel pressure to align with whatever. If you may, if you may be on like Michael Hugh, you may feel pressure to be a pretty boy. You know what I'm saying? To, to be a, uh, to be like a ladies' man or whatever, or whatever is whatever like societal pressures is. You know what I'm saying? Perpetuate your your environment. Or if you of a darker hue, you know what I'm saying? You may be pressured to be a little bit more harder, a little bit more stoic. So I think. I definitely think they impact people because I think there's people are people regardless of their gender. Um, and just the societal pressures just impact people. You know what I'm saying? They just have, they take a toll on you. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. I definitely, I think they, I definitely think they exist. I definitely think that they impact you for sure. No, most. And I agree with my man's smiling. They, I do think that that's kind of a cop out for, for, for brothers. <laughs> I do think that's a little bit of a cop out. I gotta, I gotta agree with um, Brian. So I, with colorism and how I look at it with men, you know, y'all seeing the dark skin, light skin thing, light skin men with soft, you know, y'all, the mm, big yeah. light skin, the big light skin, uh, I don't know, person who ran y'all thing was Drake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Soft, soft man, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, sweeter man, sweeter man. Yeah, he's not really he's not really about it. And then when you see darker skinned men, you know, they're supposed to be more about it. A, a, about it. But I wouldn't say that black women want black men to be thugs. You need to reevaluate who you're trying to talk to. Just like Mylon was saying. If you notes, if you are talking to black <laughs> women and they are um wanting you to be a thug one they don't have your best interest at heart number one, <laughs> <laughs> number one they don't have your best interest uh, at heart so you might as well get up out of there from the jump so that that's that's what i would say michael so go ahead you know what i'm saying if it's some notes, uh, if it's notes. some woman listening to this if you don't want michael to be a thug go ahead <laughs> <laughs> it is lying it is lying <laughs> but last question I want to ask for you all is this. Okay, so if somebody says, all right, I date black men, I date black women, but my preference is light skin, right? If they say that their preference is light skin. Are you going to judge them the same way? If I say me personally, okay, I date all spectrums of black women, but my preference is dark skin. Are you going to judge? I feel like those two the same. I would. I'm, I'm sorry. I always go ahead. Who, no, no, whoever. No. I'll go. Go ahead, Jada. Um, I said I think I would ask where this preference is coming from. I would ask them to evaluate where their preference comes from. Um, no, it doesn't necessarily have the same weight. It probably should, but just knowing that proximity to whiteness equals like somehow better right if somebody says oh i date black women but i only date light skin or i prefer light skins I, i'm gonna be like oh, <laughs> why though um yeah so i think it's just a question of like trying to figure out why that preference is the way it is because really there's no difference between a black woman who is light skin or dark skin or a black man for that matter who is light skin or dark skin 
I'm on the same page as Jada. Jada really, I, I'm so sorry, Shelby. Go ahead. You're fine. No, I was about okay. to agree Jada too. I feel like <laughs> it's all about the why of like why are you having that preference? Because you know everyone's gonna have a preference. Like that's that's life. Like you're gonna like what you like, but it's kind of the why and the reasoning behind your preference. If it's just based off of looks, okay, like you like the way she looks or he looks. But if it's because you're fueling it with negative stereotypes of others, then that's when it's a problem. I, I feel like, um, one, most people don't take the time to acknowledge why they have certain preferences or what these preferences mean or like what they're indicative of. And two, if someone's saying that they have like a preference for like light skin women, that's super common, right? That's the current, like that's the meta. That's like super, uh, that's super regular for, uh, there's a thousand very pretty light skin women on Instagram currently. Probably way more than a thousand, but you you understand my point. But uh, for somebody to have a preference for a dark skin woman is kind of um, rare, or it's like it's a little, it's like it's celebrated. Yeah, it's a separate, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? It's a it's a, it's a it's a different take because dark skin women have been so marginalized by society. They've been so they've been deemed unattractive. They've been defeminized for so long. For you to say that you you like you prefer dark skin women, I'm gonna adapt you. I'm like you're doing guys work. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to every, about the day. Nine, nine niggas out of ten be like, yeah, I love light-skinned women. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just have to talk to them and figure it out. Because I think, like, most of the time, it's just a fetish. It's very superficial. Like, cause if you just base someone, like, that you're going to date off of the way they look, it's always going to end poorly. Because if you're never going to look into, like, who they are as a person, you know, it's just... It's always going to end the same way. And specifically as a Black woman dating men, I often talk to other women who are like, who like tell me their preferences and they're like, oh, well, I don't want a light-skinned man because X, Y, Z. Or they'll say, I prefer somebody darker. And I'll be like, okay, why? I feel like it's kind of the reverse for men a little bit. It is. Um as we were saying earlier like light-skinned men have this somehow like this notion of being softer or being more emotional and I don't know where that comes from (laughs) no idea where that comes from but it's a legitimate thing that some women definitely believe and definitely subscribe to Drake doesn't help though Drake does not help he makes it real hard yo Drake is getting Drake is gonna be getting harder year by year, bro. Like but a- no, he like he. I'm telling you that nothing was the same album ruined light skin dudes for like the next ten years, yo. Like, <laughs> bro, Drake put y'all on. Light skin niggas was in style for a very long, long time. For a second, yeah. For a second, y'all y'all have had like about ten years, bro. Y'all have had like it's been a decade. <laughs> That's true. But I feel like Darcy and me, like we just we just a this is a classic. You know what I'm saying? It's a transition that we just so. <laughs> right, light skin, light skin dudes is a wave. Dark, like, a, a nice yeah, wave. Yeah. <laughs> it goes up and down, bro. Spade, it's trendy as hell. Kanye said on that first album, he said, I'm gonna make sure y'all light skin niggas never ever come back in style. And he, uh, he did that, didn't he? Until, until he messed up, until he messed up. So now we gotta do the work again. But y'all have your moment. <laughs> uh, Obama, Obama, yeah. Obama gave us another 40 years, though. Obama really helped. Don't, oh, you cannot yeah. sleep on the go for real. He, no. Yeah. That's my favorite one from light skin. Obama's light skin. He's he, he was I see more more 
He's like, bro, bro, bro. bro. Nah, he's like, still, yo. That's what I do, yo. Y'all haven't not seen him Obama. like in the winter. That dude is paralyzed. In the winter. In the winter. I'm telling oh. you. He oh, said, We gotta wait to the winter. Yeah. <laughs> Obama Michelle, not that different in color for real. No, I don't know. This is lighting. I, Obama, you can't claim Obama. He's mixed. I'm mixed. That's my nigga. That ain't yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dude, man. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. So, uh, did everybody answer why they wanted to be, uh, how they would feel about light skin and dark skin? Somebody had the preference for both. Uh, I, I didn't. All right, go ahead, Brian. Did you, did you Jada? Uh, yeah, Jada went. Yeah, I think everybody went but me and you. Uh, I think I would. I think for me, it's definitely. I'm gonna ask. This it's a case by case. It's a why. The follow up question is gonna be why, regardless. But how it's received is definitely gonna be dependent on who's saying that. I would probably feel a lot less comfortable with like a white woman saying that she has a preference for light skin or dark skin men. Like either way, just because like it would just feel like a fetish. Uh. And I, I mean, it would probably feel it's it's a fetish regardless, but I, I think I would probably receive it better if, like, I was talking to, like, a bro, like, a, a, another black man, and he was like, yo, I prefer a dark-skinned woman, like, a dark-skinned woman. I'd be like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you say you prefer a dark-skinned woman, you have taste. Like, you'd be like, you you probably, probably, like, like yo, yeah, like, I'm a smile like, and I say why, as opposed yeah. to on the other end, and you like, I prefer light-skinned women, be like, why? Okay. Like, where, <laughs> like what are you, like, yeah, like why, also, like, why are you telling me this? Why are you trying to make it a point of telling me? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like people who prefer light-skinned women generally always got something bad to say about dark-skinned women. Where you people, so. Yeah. People who prefer dark-skinned women just happen to, like, have, like, a refined taste. Like, they just, like, I'm nigga with, like, who thinks. Yeah. It's people are insecure, y'all. They try, <laughs> they try and go with what they see out, like, with celebrities and shit. It's like, they don't know it for themselves. They're just, like, they're going with what's popular. But so I'm a side-eye you regardless, though, because I'm like, why are you yeah. telling me your skin preference? Like, but how did this like, alternatively, how did this become a part of the combo? Alternatively, if I ask you what your preference is and you say black women generally, I'm probably gonna be like, oh, that's that's hard. Like, it's, that's nice. Yeah, all types of niggas like white women. That's super popular, right? That's the oh, bro. white woman is oh, yeah. oh, Every time, every time, every time one of my niggas get a girlfriend, I'm like, she, I'd be like, oh, I'll ask you what her name. <laughs> you can like, can I say your IG? I, I just be, I be very cautious. Be very cautious. <laughs> oh, bro. Especially if they once they get to college, they yeah, get to, bro, niggas get the real niggas be real experimental, bro. No, and it, it's the because I grew up in the burbs, right? So niggas have always been on that, and Facts. some of them can't like they just continue to. And for me, there's nothing wrong with it. I just think by the year 2045, no one's gonna be allowed to say nigga, and I'm gonna be very concerned. I, that's a part. That's a portion of our culture that is gonna be missing. There's you gonna be so? no why, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and <laughs> because like you can't just. There's a certain level. This is very. Listen, I, this is not based in theory. This yeah. is. I, I'm being very highly problematic right now. But you can't just keep like mixing and expect like after like eight mixes, you can't say nigga no more. You can't just keep getting. But who's like, there? There's who's a cut off. Who's, who's like, gonna say there? Say there's a cut like, I'm being problematic. He can't say. He can't say it. Yeah. Who's there? Who's, who's gonna tell it. black people that they can't say it? Because it can't be white people. I, 
I'm just saying that if Drake's kid said nigga to me, I'm looking at him like <laughs> 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 Chris Brown's son. <laughs> What's the cutoff? What's the that's, cutoff? That's, be, it, that, that's a whole that's a whole other that's a whole other time. I feel like I feel like your hair can't wave up on its own. <laughs> <laughs> or you can't it, it don't nap at all. He is over here fooling. <laughs> he said if you <laughs> You're doing comb tests. <laughs> <laughs> oh my comb tests. Comb tests to see if you can oh, stay. No. Oh my god. Oh, that's that is funny. All right. Let me let me give my piece and then we gonna uh we're gonna give last remarks slash comments. Um me personally, if somebody said uh they have a prep and now it does it's dependent, just like Data said. So I'm gonna flip it the opposite. So if somebody said if a black woman came up to me and said, oh, I prefer dark-skinned men, I'm going to be like, why? Because they're fetishized? Because that, that's the new thing. Is that why? Because were you not saying that you could not see him in the dark when we were in fifth grade? Oh, <laughs> Wait. Wait. Oh, I need to know. I need to know this right now. Now, me personally. to me right now. <laughs> me personally, if somebody was like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to just go up and tell people, like, I prefer a dark-skinned woman. That's kind of weird. But if someone's like, what's your, what's your preference uh, with black woman? I, and I say dark-skinned woman, I'm going to say the reason why is that's just because what my body likes. I don't know what happened. You know what I'm saying? But that's just what I'm, like, if, if the best way I could explain this is if three beautiful black women are in the room, right? And you got light skin, brown skin, and dark skin. I'm gonna look at them all, but I'm gonna keep looking at the dark skin woman because that's, no, that's what I'm naturally you know, just drawn to. Like it's just like I don't know. Betty got like, taste. It's inept. It's a, like I can't, I can't stop it. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't choose <laughs> to be like this. I just am. I was born like this. Why are you so passionate right now, yo? <laughs> and that's that's the best way I can explain uh. it. That's the best way I can explain it. But. This has been a great combo. Um, we need to have a conversation about the N-word. Uh, we got to have that. But uh, last, last um, comment slash question. I mean, well, just comments. Last co- comments that you all have. About the whole combo. Yo, what do y'all say? What do y'all thank say? you to you all. You know what I'm saying? This was a dope conversation. I appreciate you for having me. It's- Always, always a dope to hate, you know what I'm saying? Just good dialogue, good discourse amongst young people, man. We need this type of stuff. It's very Thank nice to talk to people who read or think. That's really <laughs> you good. Feel me? Yeah. You feel me? It's nourishment for your, it's nourishment for your brain, bro. So, shout out Betty Miller. Shout out Michael Sweeney. I ain't gonna say everybody last. Shout out to NAACP, man, for putting this together, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, shout out, you. shout out to the good people. Uh, my only, my last comment is, I'm not in the business of policing anybody's blackness. That was a, that was all jokes. If you feel like you can say nigga, I mean, <laughs> take that up, take that up with the, the real NAACP. Send them a letter. Call um Ja Rule. I don't know. Ja Rule. Ja Rule. I just don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who you should call. It's not me. Is all I'm saying. But I really do appreciate uh, being on call. That was. This was a really uh, mentally stimulating. Um, bro. Yeah. I just want to say it's a great conversation. I'm glad that you know we have a space to have these conversations as black 
men and women. So, yeah, and hopefully it encourages people to think more and <laughs> that way it can help our relationship grow. Um, I would just say to follow up words with actions. If you say you're going to protect Black women, actually protect Black women. Um, it is totally okay to have a preference. Like, it's totally fine. I just do some reevaluating work. If it, if you feel like it's coming from a place of negativity, you know, think through it. Think through it. There are plenty of people out here to help you. Um, and just what everybody else was just saying, this was a really great conversation and unexpectedly funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> for no reason. Um, yeah, that's it. Shout out to Mylon, yo. Yeah, you really got me going. Oh, bro. Shout out, to <laughs> shout out y'all. Shout out y'all. Oh, yeah. Follow at Queen City Hip Hop on IG. Yo, we got some cool stuff going on over there. We had a podcast coming up with the one and only Betty Miller. So, you know, check it out. Check it out. Absolutely. Um, my last, my last comment. My last comment. Same as Jada. Um, if you're going to protect black women, black women that you're just uh, protected to, that you're just um, attracted to, um, as well as just reevaluate yourself in general take time to reflect think about your preferences think about um you know the way you go about life you know what i'm saying you can always use some reflection and just like you all said i love the conversation these type of conversations need to happen more often on a bigger scale uh and i wanted to do something like that but rona messed it up but till next time we will see you all next week Shout out to my guests for coming on and be looking for conversations like this soon. Thank you.